Hey everybody, you've probably heard me in the earlier episodes talk a lot about um, Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill and how it was, uh, um, and and Reggie and Chris both were on the Weird Science uh, DC Comics podcast and wrote reviews for the Weird Science DC Comics dot com, just like Joey, who you've heard on here, doing the Hill House Comics and Witches with me uh but reggie is is somebody that i've listened to now because of weird science uh, i've listened to him for years and uh he had his own podcast of course like i said chris and reggie's cosmic treadmill and they were honestly the inspiration to do this podcast um if you go back in earlier episodes i talk about that at more at length um about talking about the history and the publishers and the writers and whatnot. And, I, you know, I know I've gotten away from that. Um, I always talk about getting back to it. And I have books planned in getting back to it. Um, but it's just been, you know, with, with newer books coming out that I, that I like and want to talk about. It's just a different thing. But um, we will be. But, you know their show is is such an inspiration and um it was announced via weird science that um reggie had has passed away and it's really pretty um it's crazy the i think the amount of people (laughs) that he reached between weird science and cosmic treadmill and um you know everything else social media and whatnot he i know there were a lot of creators in the comics industry that um he would interact with and i know his dad was an editor at dc for a little while as he has stated publicly on the weird science um and uh, the weird science podcast and also chris and reggie's uh, Cosmic Treadmill, of which I highly suggest if you care about comic history, go check that out because they are so in-depth and it's just incredible. And, it, and it's something that like I was inspired by but could never live up to. Um, and they're, you know, they do, that was the inspiration for me to kind of do the whole like, let's read the comics and do the funny, stupid voices and whatnot. And I, I took it a little bit further in having it be like, you know, with background music and stuff. But there's uh, their episodes where they're doing the voices are so fun and just funny. And his episodes on Weird Science, talking to Jim and Eric and whoever else. Uh, and with Chris, too, where they're talking about Young Animal or like Sandman Universe or like the you know, all that. It's just like their insight is just it's just so much fun to listen to. And it's all all out there. Um, it's just it's weird. It's just just really strange. I didn't know him very well. I really didn't. Uh, but we did have um, a few you know interactions on social media. Um, I think I sent in some really stupid fucking like rant and rave uh, voicemails to the weird science rant and rave lines a couple of times that Reggie was on that section and. Uh, like it's just it's it's such a bummer and 
my, I guess I'm just putting this out there because I, I was a huge fan. I am a huge fan. That was, I am a huge fan of Reggie and, uh, and his podcast that he did with Chris. Um, and I don't really know, you know, like I'm not, I don't really have like a charity or a, uh, you know, help the family link. You know, I don't know his family, uh, you know, I just, you know, and if I find out that there is something, I will absolutely push that and, and happily push that for, and until, you know, and until they take it down from the internet, you know, just, but it's just such a sad, uh, turn of events, you know, uh, I, I talked about before, uh, in an earlier episode, um, it was actually episode 10, um, it was, uh, like an update and support for a friend when his health issues actually kind of really took a toll and, you know, he was in a coma and things were very uncertain then, and then he bounced back and then eventually he was able to show back up with weird science a couple of times and man uh and it's just not my place to tell what the rest of the health history is uh but it it didn't end there um obviously there were other complications and stuff and now uh we have learned that he has passed away so i just really wanted to put this out there i don't know if i'm going to make it its own separate episode or not episode, but, you know, just like a little bit of a, again, like I did before, the quick update and support for a friend. Um, you know, I know that I didn't know him very well, but, you know, you feel like um, I did, you know, you feel like those people that you support and that you have these interactions with that maybe you don't know him so well, but you still feel like they're a friend and he did he may not even remember my fucking name and I really don't care about that. He didn't need to. Um I just, I'm a big fan, you know. I was a huge, I mean, I still am a huge fan. I, can't, I fucking hate that, like, my natural thing is to say I was or he was. No, like, you know, he's recorded in history. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of Reggie and Chris and, and what they do, what they did, and what Chris has continued to do with their podcast feed. And I just hate that this has happened. But all we can do is like go back, you know. That's the beauty of of what he was doing. He he was doing something that is recorded in history that we can go back and listen to and enjoy. And yeah, it's sad that like I can't go I'm not gonna be like that's kind of something I've been missing because he, he would pop up on weird science. And I kept wondering when he's gonna come back with his Reggie stories or, you know, on the cosmic treadmill feed or anything and just like more in in a regular rotation I kept wanting to hear that and kept waiting for that and uh you know it's always going to be a bummer that that's not coming but uh he definitely left a lot (laughs) to be enjoyed uh uh on tape I guess as you will or digital tape or whatever recorded for us to listen to uh his reviews his opinions and his deep dives into history that um, inspired this show and will continue to inspire this show. And, you know, his his family may will probably never hear this, but, you know, I don't... <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Other than, God, <laughs> was, he was such a joy. <laughs>
It was such a joy to listen to. And he brought that joy to so many people. So, if you're hearing this and you haven't listened to Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill, just go find that feed. Go find that feed in iTunes or Spotify. They have a, they had, I guess, hopefully it's still up, their Patreon page where there was a bunch of extra stuff. And that was where a lot of the really great stuff was or is. A lot of the deep dives into the weird, you know, books that, that no one knew about. Um, just go fucking revel in, in everything that he did with Chris and with weird science and by himself. Um, man, I just really don't even know what else to say (laughs) that I just hate this because it seems like he was going through a lot of health things there at the end. And that's the hardest part, you know, that's what's rough is knowing that, but you know, he's not going through that now over that's done but he will always be a part of this show for me and the memory of this show and why I started doing this and why I started caring about comic history and the detail that I did was because of Reggie and Chris at well I'll flip it because the show's called Chris and Reggie it's Cosmic Treadmill so go check it out and, and subscribe and like and leave reviews just put a big thank you out there for Reggie for, you know, all the joy and excitement that he brought to me as a listener and a uh, acquaintance. Like I said, he may not even remember who I was, but, like, it didn't matter because I was a fan and he took the time to interact uh, with me and, and inspire me. And, uh, man, that really means something. That really means something. Uh, so go give your loved ones uh, a big fucking hug and a big kiss and you you tell them that you love them you know cause you just you don't know when it's gonna you know you just don't know so just it doesn't matter just go be with the ones that you love go hug the people and show them that it's important that we hug we have we're, we're all fucking conduits we're batteries and we thrive off of the interactions we have each other the physical touch we we, we trade energy off that sounds crazy I don't give a fuck go hug somebody that you love and tell them you fucking love them you know it's not weird man it's not weird tell them you fucking love them and embrace them so that's what that has inspired me to do that's what I'm about to do I'm about to shut this fucking thing off and I'm gonna go hug my wife and I'm gonna go lay next to my kid who's asleep and I don't care if I wake him up I'm gonna lay down next to him and just be there All right, weird episode of Horror Comics Podcast, I know, but I don't give a fuck. It is what it is. I'm just saying what I'm feeling. And uh, this is because Reggie, uh, along with Chris, Cosmic Treadmill, and, you know, his, their stuff that they did on Weird Science is a huge, it it is the, I will say it's the reason that I was inspired to do this, it's the inspiration for this fucking podcast. It wouldn't be here without it. So, closing out. Thank you for listening. Go check them out. Thank you all. Take care. And until the next episode, keep reading horror comics and just love your fucking family. Just love them. Just love everybody around you. It's weird, but we have new books. 
<laughs> to talk about. Uh, yeah. Now, the first of these, well, we, we don't cover it. It's Daphne Byrne. Um, but we actually have Dollhouse Family and Plunge uh, new issues to cover. And this is the final issue, at least of this I, I don't know, season, I guess, of Dollhouse Family, as far as we know, right? That is, yes, that is correct. Yeah. And Plunge is about halfway through. So, uh, dude, it's, I don't know, it felt good to go pick these up from my comic shop. Oh, I know not everyone can do that. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I know not everyone can do that, but my comic shop was part, I guess, of the first phase that we have here of things reopening. So they reopened, and everybody is like, it's like things that are reopening. It's not just like open the floodgates. It's like, you know, it's still a certain amount of people are allowed to come in and there's still like the markers for, you know, stay six feet apart and all that stuff. But usually for a comic shop, that's not really an issue. Uh, so yeah. uh, at least for mine, um, you know, so they're still taking their precautions and they're cleaning everything. And it's like, please don't handle the books if you don't have to, you know, just let's just just observe and get what you need or want and then just you know whatever within reason see mine's so, in mine's in the middle of a mall I, um yes yeah. Yeah, so it's uh yeah there's not everybody's closed it's yeah. you know and uh and also we're not in really a very good position to reopen right now things are not looking still not looking good here um, oh, really? it's not one of not one of those places that has been you know uh doing well with it um, so yeah i mean so i mean still things are going to start reopening in the state but it's like a three week like it's like a four phase like plan and each phase lasts like three weeks so you're talking about like huh. now we're going to go like i think it's starting on monday we're going into like phase one and if things like go up if things keep getting worse then we don't and after three weeks we don't go into phase two you know if things get right, better yeah, then yeah. we go into phase two and then you know and so it's like this huge process just be how like massachusetts has not handled this thing well at all for whatever reason mm. you know so but that yeah. thing i just i just want to be able to go freaking get my comics like i'm just yeah. like oh god damn it i miss it yeah well in <laughs> so our much. area too we were lucky that we didn't it just it never got crazy here at all mm -hmm. um it never really fully shut down because it didn't really have to uh certain things did um, like restaurants as far as going inside and eating uh, and stuff like that. Of course, that stopped. Yeah. And like comic shops and bookstores, they were like just doing what they could. But like curbside pickup, if you pay online, you can, we'll literally, you know, if you call and say you're on the way, we'll put your box with your name on it outside. And yeah, yeah, all that stuff, whatever it took to like still keep business rolling. Yeah. Uh, so that was going on. Um, but well, really, I think I in Louisiana, like New Orleans is really where the hot spot was because that's Marty what I was about to say. Snapped. It that's just what I was about to in. say. I, yeah. I was just about to say that. Cause I don't like probably where you live is probably not a very, like a, like a tourist hotspot. Right? No, that's not at all. That's literally where I live. I live on Cape Cod, which is one right. of the like most famous vacation spots in the United States, or at least in right. the Northeast. That's where everybody comes. Like, and people have homes that live in New York and that's literally where they went. Like before they usually come up here, they 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 went up here in you know living in all like Connecticut. You're talking like Hartford, Connecticut, New York, all these places that they you know where these hot spots where it was all starting to happen because of travel from you know their airports and all that. And they were like you know so they literally left from places that could handle the capacity 
for this thing yeah. to someplace here where our hospital is tiny. We got 18 ICUs, not even that, maybe 13, somewhere between 13 and 18 ICUs. So they left like a place with hospitals that could handle this thing to this tiny little freaking like peninsula that is a hospital with barely any ICUs yeah. that can't handle it. And they just like freaking spread it like wildfire because they came here to their little like summer home and just like spread it like crazy. Yeah. You know, and they, you know, up to like, you know, to the Boston area and, you know, like all this south, southeastern uh, Massachusetts. And, and so like that whole like tourist destination thing and like that uh, summer home thing is like really became a real freaking problem when people are like, oh, I'm leaving here to get away from it. No, you're just spreading right. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. A place yeah. that can't handle it. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. you're really lucky because there's not a lot of people just coming in there and trying to escape it, you know? Right. Yeah. One of my buddies um, had just moved to New Orleans uh, and was trying to find a job. And then all this stuff sort of started creeping up. And he had kind of gotten to the end of his, like, I'm going to give myself this long to find a job here. And I'm going to come home. And it yeah. literally happened to, like, line up. to He came back like, right before all the, you know, stay at home, all that stuff started to happen. Yeah. Uh, within, like, a couple of weeks. And he was so, like, worried that like, oh shit, like I brought it back. I brought it back. But I mean, no one in our circle got sick and, you know, it, it just, in our area, the numbers were so low, which is again, it, it's strange because, you know, we, we're not a tourist attraction, but we're part of the people that would go to the tourist attraction like New Orleans. So we right, know yeah. several yeah. people in our friend group that went down to New Orleans right before all this stuff happened and then came back. Um, and still, like, our numbers were super low. And, I mean, any numbers are not good, but you know what I mean. Like, it, it's yep. like oh, yeah. numbers were super low. In our area, we've got uh, within the – it's a, it's like a twin city kind of thing. It's Shreveport and then Bossier City. We are, like, are split by a river. Uh, uh, Gotham and Metropolis, I guess. <laughs> uh, and between us, we've got six or seven – sizable hospitals on top of quick cares and emergency facilities and stuff like that. But more, that's it, kind of like the monopoly on the business here is the medical industry and then casinos. Um, and our numbers, like, you know, people were kind of freaking out about the numbers, despite the fact that they're really low in our area. Um, and the news was trying to sensationalize like, Oh, our you know, hospitals are overwhelmed. And then they start reporting the numbers. It's like, wait a minute, there's no, there's no way they're overwhelmed unless literally all these people went to one hospital, which is not the case. Uh, it's just uh, like yeah. if we divide all these cases, uh, all the cases, including deaths and whatnot, um, between all the hospitals, the numbers were insanely low. And so it was like, okay, so let's put this in perspective, people. Like, still not good, still bad, still be careful, stay safe, but like – you guys have to stop acting like it's literally the end of the world because there are places not far away from us that are having horrible problems like New Orleans because they had their giant several weeks of Mardi Gras parades where everyone's crammed into small places and like, you know, fucking people throwing up in the streets on Bourbon Street and people are sharing and passing bottles and it's just debauchery and uh, it's crazy. Uh, and so there there was the hot spot. Um and it just we're lucky that it didn't go crazy up here right. but yeah. it didn't and uh you know <clears throat> i'm thankful for that but it also is, it sucks for the people so i think it's a little bit different down there than it is up here um as far as reopening because now it's kind of just like 
it's still people being careful, but it's, it's feeling normal. You know, like when you go into a restaurant, you can go down and sit, even though really? everything's really spread apart, you know, it's, right. it's set up to be at 25% of their capacity. It's kind of the way they're re rolling it out. So, you know, but it's still like, okay, we can go do things. I went to second and Charles and bought a shitload of cheap ass comics and trades and stuff, you know, and I went to my comic shop and <laughs> got my pull list and it was just like, okay, this feels good to do something normal and people are still being logical and safe and whatnot, but we can still dig through long boxes and whatnot. So, <laughs> you know, great. it felt good. And I got That's... some, I did find uh, some good horror comics and whatnot. I meant to throw this up on the Twitter, but um, I'll still do that anyway. But yeah, it was just nice. Uh, it just it's feels like normalcy. It, even when things go back to normal, it's going to take a while for me to be normal. <laughs> Well, I think that's the case for everybody. It's going to it's going to be weird. We got so used to kind of at least I don't know, I, at least I, that's how me and the people around me feel is that, like we got used to like it was weird. The personal when it started. bubble space. Got and then bigger. we got and then we got used to everyone just staying at home and not really hanging out that much. So now that it's like things are opening up and it's like, you know, it's it's going to do this, this and this. It's like, well, I'm used to this now. I don't really want to. You know, <laughs> like kind of like not hanging out with my friends. I didn't like them as much as I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, asshole. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I do like hang out with my friends desperately, but uh, it's it's still a weird sense of like what quickly became normal. All of a sudden, it was really like weird. Personal space and and just yeah. stuff like that seems to have. Ha I don't know. It's just gonna feel like it's it's enlarged now. When things go back to normal, it's just gonna be like. Uh, can you step back away a little bit? <laughs> just yeah. kind of, you know, just still, we're still not out of the safe zone. I know it's been five years, yeah. but just kind of, you know, it's going to be, it's going to so be guess, strange. Cause I, yeah. I think watching even TV some, and movies, are we just only going to see people who are legitimate real life couples kiss again? I know. You're not going to, you're not going to have any more sex scenes or like, or, or like people holding hands or shaking hands or hugging or kissing anymore. Or how's that going to go <laughs> in stories? It's going to be watching television or any movies now because you see in like a party or any kind of thing where people are all close together and stuff. And, the, and it's like, oh my God, right. what are you doing? It's just yeah, like, you're like, instinct. you're like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. You're taking me back away. to a month ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's weird. How are they going to, how are they going to do shit like that? Seriously. And that's, yeah. that's, what kind of media do we get from it's just every movie from now on that's being shot look like a zoom call you know <laughs> is yeah. the batman no, right. by matt reeves now just shot specifically on everyone's doing a selfie on their iphone or what <laughs> yeah exactly i mean yeah the, the act the whole acting thing is is going to change and all that and there was somebody that was asking on on like i think it was on my facebook feed that like should kids be allowed to be because of like you know of you know parents expecting you know performances or whatever or make you know using their kids for an income and stuff like that it's like you know should should there be child actors and movies and tvs well are we just gonna pretend that um that kids don't exist we'll just do that the like, 80s yeah, 90s, like early 2000s horror thing and just get 40 year olds to play yeah. you know, college students and high school students so like what are you yeah. what are you asking here? Like no, we can't just like avoid that kid that you know just avoid the fact that kids exist in in entertainment what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, you can do stuff to make sure that they're not abused or they're being taken advantage of, but Jesus Christ, come on, what yeah. are you talking about? But, but yeah, you know, you're right. Like what, what do you think when everything goes back to normal or quote unquote back to normal, they, they go back to work and all that is what is going to be different as far as even on television shows or movies or any of that. Yeah. How are you going to have your like stereotypical sex scene in a horror movie? Yeah. You know, 
Are you, is it all going to be CGI, CGI people now? CGI, yeah. You're going to go Judge Sex Dredd. <laughs> is it, yeah, yeah, exactly. The real, <laughs> real doll. What do they call it? Real the girls or real dolls? Yeah. yeah. Um, which that movie, Lars and the Real Girl with Ryan Gosling, is a really good movie. Um, but the like, you know, is it like going to be all CGI? When they want to do stuff like that, like, or, or is it just going to be like, remember Judge Dredd? Oh, yeah. uh, I was talking about this with my wife earlier where like Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone, she's like, they're going to go have sex. And he like goes to touch her and she's like, no, what the, what the fuck are you doing? She puts on her VR headset. She's like, we can't touch each other. That's gross. We have germs. <laughs> like, oh God, that hits a little home too far home right now. Not for me and like my wife, but like, you, think about it. Think about how the fuck are people going to date from now on? How do yeah. people do Tinder? You don't do Tinder anymore. Grinder, all the dating and fuck sites and apps and stuff. You're not going to have that anymore, right? Or people yeah. are just going to be real because it's like, yeah, we can go on dates, but if we have to stay six feet away because we're strangers, Dude, it's t- like Tinder well, was freaking rocking it. They before this, whole they thing, were Tinder killing was it, fucking crazy. Like freaking people were just going out just fucking all over the place it was like oh god yeah nuts and um yeah i mean i'm married i have no idea like but i got like you know friends that are on that shit and they they said it's fucking crazy you know like they just like that stuff is was just going freaking nuts and it of course even like uber like the people on uber were making shit ton of money mm-hmm. and now they're like making not a lot because they're just doing like food delivery now yeah you know well, i feel like that will come back it. though i feel like that will come back in a way uh obviously like i'm sure masks and stuff will be required and like the windows being rolled down mm-hmm. things like that i'm sure that will come back like transportation because trust me if there's anything at least where i'm from people don't want to ever have to do is drive themselves to do anything uh <laughs> so especially because they can't really? drink while it's happening so it's just kind of like you know i feel like there will always be a need for taxis or uber which give or take it's just like the the standards will be different they'll, they'll find ways around it i'm sure to like be safe and avoid but jesus christ fuck this whole thing i'm sick of it i'm tired of it i want to talk about uh fake horror <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh, which one man. you want to do first dude i it's really hard to say these are both books that i i forgot dude i forgot what it was like to like read a couple of comics in a row that are like holy shit this is nuts like this isn't going to be a conversation uh, both of them are like that on yeah on on each one man and oh god it's crazy i really don't know i'll leave it up to you which which one do you want to god all right let's do plug got one, that ends, one that continues later so it's really we got one that ends so why don't we end it with the one that ends Okay. Because we've been talking about the dollhouse for yep. not even longer than six months now. Yeah. Longer than half a year at this point. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, uh let's uh let's do plunge number three and then we yeah, can man. end it out and we can because dollhouse has been one of my favorite favorite books in the past year. Uh that yeah. it's been so freaking good. So why don't we end it with dollhouse? That sounds good, let's, man. Yeah, let's do plunge. We've got plunge uh, the plunge. looking for the uh, credits here. Um, yeah, uh, so plunge number three, which is written by Joe Hill um, and Stuart uh, Imonen. 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 
Stir Eminem Limited Edition Eminem, uh, colored by and a one. Yeah, and we've got colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Darren Bennett or D Ron, as the as the weird science <laughs> D Ron. <said. laughs> uh, so you get uh, more continuation on this splash page of the credits with like the um with this equation. Now I haven't gone back to look because it's been a while now. Yeah. Is the equation the same on each one or is it or is it the same but like the door opening and the water coming through and now we have a hand coming around the corner. That's, yeah. I know that's a big part of the difference but the equation is that the same every time? I don't know actually that's something I should look into. I I, no, I, I kind of felt like it was like might change. I kind of felt like it was simpler with the last two issues. And maybe it got a little bit more complicated in here. It just seemed, I, I just, in my mind, I don't remember it being this long, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, we'll have to go back and look. Um, I'm well, sure maybe. I'll have to pee before we're done. So I'll, I'll go grab the last issue and confirm. It ends, it ends in a three. Maybe the last one ended in a two. Maybe it's, so. This is maybe number three. so. And I did not do good in any kind of math. So no, me and, me I either. know nothing about any of this shit. When, when letters start getting into math, no, I'm out. Yeah. And symbols that I swear they're making up on the fly <laughs> in school, not in this book, in school, um, <laughs> when the teachers just get to decide what shape is part of it. And we've got a triangle, oh. uh, and this is a hexagon <laughs> times four. Solve hexagon times four uh, <laughs> with a carry the three upside down I, which is an exclamation point. Figure it out, kid. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway, what? Were you reading a book? Um, yes. <laughs> We start off uh, back in 1983 with uh, a bird pulling the eyeball out of a person uh, in a familiar uh, orange jumpsuit. Um, very dead person. Yep, very dead person in a, like a like a emergency raft kind of thing uh, with a bag and water bottles and whatnot. You know, they were trying to survive. Clearly, they were, but an, a a fisherman kind of comes up there on a kayak to find the body. And the, the hand is gripping a piece of paper with this equation on it. And which if you're a calculator, uh, an immature calculator user like me, which they'll <laughs> dig into later, you, you knew exactly what you read it upside down first. And then you were like, Oh, wait, it's one, it's zero one, one, three, four. Okay, I read it the other way first because, you know, boobies. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, oh, God. So, yeah, so it says hello upside down, 01134 right. yeah. and all that. But there's also an, another equation on the bottom and stuff. And it seems like like, these, like I'm, I'm not sure if, like, the, the rope is wrapped around her legs on purpose or whatever. Or it just happens to be like that. I thought the rope thing was kind of weird. Um, oh yeah, but, I, didn't, I really, mean, didn't really notice that, but yeah, it is like wrapped the, around the one leg and kind of like all twisted up around him. Yeah, I mean, there's a bag full of stuff and you know water bottles and stuff, and she's just dried out, just dead and dehydrated from you know just being in the sun and all that. And uh, so this guy in a kayak finds her, and um, yeah, and then we go back to exactly where we left the last time with all of those uh, those. <laughs> The, the people of the Durlith coming out of that hole yeah. and finding freaking what, what was his name? Crap. Is it they Russell? Found Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Russell. Yep. And, and Russell's like, Oh shit. <laughs> He's yeah. like, what the fuck? The fuck are you? <laughs> Who the fuck are yeah. you? And I know he, my name. He says, 
Yeah. So he says he's Julian and that he was the, he was the, the, uh, the first mate of the Durlith and, um, and oh, what the hell? I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Freaking thing is flipping out here. No, so this, this goes into like the math thing again, because it's like, how many of you are there? And it's like, that's a difficult question to answer. Some math is hard. Some is easy. It depends on how you count and how you define us. How'd you get here? They're like derelict, which that's where they go into. Um, so he says, Julian, how old are you? And that's, he says another thing, lost track. Uh, as, as I said, some math is hard and he pulls out this device. Uh, Julian does. Um, hold on. What the freaking? So, hold on. Something's going on. My, freaking ipad here hold on a second I yeah, oh. get back in here ah shit all right okay there we go all right cool. <laughs> all right yeah so uh let's see this is where we go back to the to the ship where um oh he asked him how old he is he's like i've lost track yeah 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 some math he's is like, hard like as we were just saying yeah. <laughs> some yeah. math is hard and this is where he pulls out this like mysterious device and you're like wait what the yeah what's going on here yeah, we go back um, to the Derleth where they got the red lights going because they lost all the power and everything, and that fire happened, and uh, and uh, one of their crew members was just burnt to a crisp. So they're taking a look at Martin, right. who was who just died, and um, freaking what that what was his name there? Um, what was the doc the uh, the guy's name there from um, from the oil company? Um, oh God, I should remember. Nicole. Lacombe. Lacombe, that's right, because yeah, that's Lacombe. who they, yeah, we'll, we'll get yep. there, but that's who they're asking for later. Yeah, so, I mean, Lacombe's like, what the hell happened? Yeah. And uh, and and the Captain Gage, he's like, one, one of my men was down here doing some routine maintenance. Martin Brimley, he spilled some fuel. There must have been a spark that might have explained the damage in the electric unit, but it's what we know that this freaking zombie guy just went on a rampage, right? He lit it on fire. Mm-hmm. And um, he, you know, the the body that they brought back, like you know, chopped off the, you know, just he actually didn't chop off the head. He took like an axe and just put it right through his head, and then took an electrical yeah. wire and just put it right into some some fuel and just lit the whole thing on fire. Um, and Lacombe's just kind of freaking out there. And um, let's see, Lacombe is also all business. He's yeah. like, "How do we continue forward?" He's like, "Are you engaged? Are you fucking kidding me? Like my mates, we're, we're going home. I gotta save my my crew. Yeah. We're bringing it back in. We're leaving." And then Lacombe goes on to be like, "Well, we gotta get some uh, rescue from this Atu Island. That's the closest." And Gage is like, "No, it's not. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's no no. We can't like get help from there. So there's clearly this other." sort of side thing going on well, with Lacombe. Well, yeah, no, because he's like, no, you should know that because of the, the uh, cause of the tsunami. There's nobody there because of the tsunami and you should know yep. that. You, of all people, you should know that yeah. there's nobody there. <laughs> and yeah. so I thought that was weird that like, why, why would he want to go there if he knows that there's nobody there? Right. Um, so, and we obviously have seen some not not some some weird things from this look character leading up to this point um only to just reiterate because it's i feel like it's been so long since we've read the last yeah, issue of this yeah. that it's like uh yeah maybe it's worth pointing out but um so yeah so where do we go here we go back to the island and we've got um and i'm just i don't i, I don't remember the names of all these characters uh i know mariah is yep. one of them and Shit. Clark uh, is the other, Clark, yeah, yeah the brother right. of, yep. of Gage. Clark. 
So we, we go back to the island and they're looking at the ship that had been blown up. It's smoking. It's this. So this is Clark and Mariah. And they're like, we should get out there. But they're like, well, where's Russell and Bill? You know, they, they, they would have seen this. They should be back by now. So they come back, uh, Russell and Bill, and they're like, sorry, we're yeah. in the company. And you have now all of these derelict crew and the, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Julian. Well, yeah, Julian. Yep. Yeah. Julian so and uh, Russell. And, yeah. I didn't realize that it would be that many people. Yeah. I, when I saw that many people walking up behind, I mean, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Well, I mean, it was only sixteen, but it looks and they like... kind of start. They sort of fade into the shadows. So yeah, <laughs> it kind of gives me the idea of There's a lot more. this is no real number of people. They it is a, like you said, the math is hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the math doesn't quite add up, but um, yeah. Yeah, like in Bill's actually act, he actually acts, starts acting really weird. Like, look at how he's clamping onto his jacket there because he's got something yeah. under that's given to him. But we actually go back to um, before we get to that, we actually go back onto the McReady and uh, and he's telling him and he's engages like, you know, get your ass back here, camp out's over. You know, he's trying to get them everybody back onto the boat because of all the shit that's going on and um freaking what what's his name there clark it's clark right clark yeah. yeah and so he starts telling him uh, you know that that they found the crew of the derlith you mean you found their bodies uh no they found us you, mm -hmm. you better get over here yeah they want and, to talk to you and lacombe <laughs> yeah and i just you know oh. i love the way i love the way that that gauge looks a lot of the time like looking you know yeah. with the beard and everything just the art for him specifically with the, the big mustache and the beard and everything and yeah. just the way he looks all the time it's, I think I it's that when we first started this book that but he looks like old dude from game of thrones the uh mm -hmm. i can't tarmon remember yeah Tar tarmon, yeah, tarmon, tarmon. yeah. yeah. Yep. he looks like him to me and i'm like Fuck a bear. yeah yeah mm-hmm um, um, yeah, no, like, like the crew of derelict alive incredible we should get over there captain don't you think it's like okay you start yeah. to see some of the yeah weirdness on his side but um so now we start to dig into bill and um russell uh and some of their weird kind of activity because mariah walks up to bill and she's like what's going on are you okay he's like they came out of the caves they gave me something something so beautiful so beautiful uh and then you have russell and all of his text is lowercase and really small it's like bill yeah. would rather go and see it again mariah would rather be blind and see bill so scared like and it's just like he's got these headphones on and this walkman looking thing which i have to it has got to be the device that um was given that the old julian was holding mm -hmm. uh and so when mariah's like what do they give you can i see and, and bill's immediately like no it's mine mine you can't have it and she's like what's wrong lark so what's that Larfleeze, orange lantern oh yeah <laughs> yeah. <a> mine. <laughs> yeah yeah uh so uh, julian is that's a good call julian's <laughs> like um we brought gifts for our saviors we entrusted bill with one of them and he takes his responsibility quite seriously um but you know it's like when the captain comes to shore we'll get you somewhere warmer because you're he says she's cold uh she's like what happened to your eyes so this is where they did talk about there's like a worm and yeah. before when when Russell was asking but here he says it's an infection don't worry uh before he said it was like a worm that yeah a worm that 
it's basically eats your eyeballs, I guess, or something. Well, that was the worm that we saw at the like the end of the first one, right? And it looked like the worm was actually talking. And oh, the, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right because it was like was crawling talking. out. Yeah. And like the quote mark was, it was coming from the worm yeah. and not from who was the guy? Pete, right? The Pete was the Something. one that lit up the boat on fire and stuff, right? I think like, so, yeah. So, yeah. So it looked like it was it it was directly coming from the worm. So who knows? This might be the worms that are talking because we have mm-hmm. that totem pole with the you know with the worms going in and out of the you know the dead bodies thing so i mean the julian might not even be julian it might be the worms inside of him talking right um, and she goes into that next in the next scene she's like wait a minute the daryl's been missing since 1983 like mm-hmm. you were 40 then so he'd be 80 now how do you look so young and julian slash i guess the worm makes a joke he says diet and exercise that's yeah a joke <laughs> i'm like i laughed yeah. during that because she's like i'm sorry if my sense of humor isn't operating at full capacity right now um yeah i mean you're really creepy and you're cracking a joke <laughs> yeah he's yeah, like i'm not gonna get it <laughs> yeah but he says that yeah. like you know it can be frightening to see what's to not be able to see what's right in front of you but one adapts um so this is where you kind of get uh clark being asking russell what he's listening to you get another one of these derelict uh shipmates kind of interrupting conversation because he's like you know what's going on so russell was like it's like your thoughts are broadcasting on the radio they're water and i'm the current only i can't swim you're thinking they're all blind and helpless so why are you so scared of them you're wondering what you're sick with and you don't want to get it uh you'd run for the boat but you won't leave me and mariah and this is uh bad they smell bad they smell like sickness oh Oh, it's a it's an oasis song in the like the drug years. No, that's what he's listening to. He's not even haunted yeah, at exactly. all. <laughs> um, so no, kidding. Anyway, um, so Clark is like, you can hear my thoughts on your little Walkman. You know what number am I thinking? Right, twenty one. You counted. There's twenty one. Twenty one blind men. Twenty one bottles of beer on the wall. Please help me make it stop. I can feel my brain bleed. Like it's a crazy sort of idea that they're giving you of Russell being like sort of forced into this, being able to sort of hear the thoughts as they're happening but also trying to sort of scream for help which we'll see a little bit more of later not scream but like just ask like like this quiet sort of stream of thought and again it's it's in the lettering because there's no period there's no you know it's just all lowercase no punctuation or anything um and like it's crazy and the look on his face too like it's all yeah, just yeah. constant just like looking ahead just staring off into space just like yeah. and and it always ending in just like please just help me <laughs> he, yeah. he, he he you ask him a question he answers it and then he's just like, oh my god please oh my god <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i can feel my brain brain bleeding and then he's just and eventually he's like oh my god mariah please just help me yeah you know he just and yeah there's shipmate uh, threatens to cut off the hands of clark if he tries to take the headphones oh, off okay. so yeah then we got our crew from the ship the mcready uh coming on to uh to meet up with the derelict who take them into a tent uh <laughs> to get someplace safer from the storm <laughs> that's coming look at julia like like freaking gage is pull he's pulling up the he's pulling up the uh the raft and everything and jay's like hi he's julian's just waving to him <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hi, you can dress me as Captain Carpenter. <laughs> Hello, yeah. what's up, guys? Yeah, let me <laughs> let, let let's go to my place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, what is going on? Uh, drinks, what's and up, he guys? does say here though. 
Right. He says our Captain Jane Lucas abandoned ship in Paris some time ago, which is like, oh, okay, well, that's who we saw before. It was a female in, yeah, the, in the boat. Was it I was getting fucked out. Sometime before. Was it before or after this happened, though? Was she already one of them? Or was um, it before that? The, if, that's my okay. big question. This, it, this puts she... it at um, 11, 12 a.m., the 3rd of October, 1983, mm -hmm. which, um, I, you know, okay. this, uh, her body is not blue like the others, although this is at night, so the lighting could be different. But this story is taking place in the present day. So, I didn't, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah actually, okay. it's taking place in the future from now. It's taking place October 7th, 2020. So, um, is it really? Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> Oh, uh, when you go the yeah that first page after the credits uh, which i actually didn't realize that this was or no we've talked about that before because you had the one that was set in like the 80s and the 90s and then yeah <laughs> um so yeah so that's where she came in that that makes sense that's where she was like you were 40 at the time you'd be 80 now yeah so uh so I, I yeah so we i guess we're, we're meeting this captain on this float not too long after the wreck of the ship. Um, but yeah, it was, it was the same year. Yeah. But so how, so all right. I just know they never mentioned that they found the captain before though. Yeah. Or any of that. They, they this, all disappeared. Kind yeah, of weird. Was, right. Exactly. It was whoever this fisherman was that maybe that fisherman with something to do with Lacombe. And and what they've got going on, and that's trying to know. hide it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Find out. And if they again, I I didn't really reread the the previous two issues before we went through this, so I, they could have very well said something off to the side, and I just missed it. You know, I don't know. But um, all right. So he takes them to their tent, and what are they what are they proposing from here? Uh, holy shit! Hold on, I'm way back in the beta game. Hold on. Um, let's see, Mister Foyle, I'm struggling with a couple of things. How come you never? How come you've never even been discovered? I mean, they've been on this this island for freaking thirty years. How come they've never been? They've never even been seen. Is what Gage is asking. And so uh, Julian's like, "Well, that's not what you really want to know." And and Gage is like, "No shit. Okay, what do I really want to know?" And they kind of like they kind of they don't even answer the question. It kind of gets really weird. And uh, and we get more into like Russell. And uh, just kind of like what he's what he's been going through and what he's going through as far as like having these headphones on. Um, and uh, if you he says, if you were prisoners now, if you and your friends sabotage McReady, if you're infected and if you could catch it, if monsters are real and it, I don't know, it's really weird. And uh, Gage is like, just like, you know, what the hell did you do with my brother? And um, and Julian just tells him, you know, he's he's in a, in a uh, in possession of a special gift. It's the least we can do after he came all this way. But then Mr. Lacombe here knew we had much to offer to whomever sought us out. So Lacombe knows that they have something uh, that they want. Um, and so Gage is like, what are you talking about? And uh, Lacombe just says, you know, seven months after Durley went missing, Captain Jane Lucas's corpse turned up in a raft north of, uh, north of Lome, Nome. Uh, her body was discovered with a formula that proved the stronger uh, myelin conjecture, a proposal concerning the, the, I don't even know, man, all the scientific terms and all that. <laughs> um, but yeah. what matters is that Lucas paper solved a problem that was baffled mathematic, ma mathematicians for years. 
And so, uh, and the Russell says, you know, they just solved, they, they solved the message, um, this thing that they've been trying to solve for years. Um, and, uh, Lacombe, uh, he actually, he like, he kind of figured it out when he was handed over the project pretty quickly, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. um shit. Hold on, dude. I did something. Hold on. No, no worries. I gotta, I gotta go into actually screenshots. Something's going on with my program here. Uh, freaking! I did backups of the photo just in case we lost the. Uh, are you freaking shitting me? Photos. That's all. Oh, there's dollhouse. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's see. <laughs> so yeah. So he discovered like that. Uh, the, the found the hello message. Mm-hmm. There, like, because he, he he was obser- observing the evidence, and he noticed that hello was you know the 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 zero one one three four, and um, you know just like boobies yep. that we were talking about earlier, you know, just going on a, on a message, and he kind of just you know did further research and made the connections and all that, um, and uh, and then uh, freaking um, Julian said he, hmm? yeah, well, I was gonna say Lacombe was saying too that like. He saw this hello upside down as like an invi- invitation. invitation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as the possibility of more. So he asked him, he's like, is there more? Yeah. He's like, oh, totally- yeah, the cave on the hill, we have solved pie to the end. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's impossible. You can't solve pie to the end. Yeah. No, no, we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's, he sa- tells him that, uh, it, oh, shit. Freaking. It's, right. it's this map, it's, and it's crazy. That's it. Cause he's like, you know, pi doesn't end. He's like, but it does. And to see the complete number is to see the universe as the God of Christ and Judas Iscariot might see it. Were he not long dead, we have shown the truth of the Ryman hypothesis and confirmed Krausis uh, Krausik's conjecture, whatever. Uh, but these are little more than the games of children. They depend on uh, Euclidean mathematics with their flawed attachment to a rational universe or rational universe, uh, we can offer you so much more. Does this not remind you of event horizon or something? Like he reminds me now kind of of Sam Neill from event horizon in (laughs) this scene, like with the eyes missing and like, there's more where you're going. Hell is just a dream. This is the reality. Like that kind of thing is just like, Oh, the blood of Christ and Judas (laughs) is like, Whoa, hang on. (laughs) What's going on here? Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah, well, I mean, um, it's not the first they brought it up too, because the but at, uh, earlier in the issue they were like, you know, Jesus Christ, well, he he abandoned us long before that too. Yeah, yeah. he's not here either. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on, freaking one of the things that's bothering me is like my like Instagram is going nuts and it keeps popping up in front of my freaking thing here. I need to turn off notifications. Ah, shit. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. So. Uh, what would you offer for tribute for doing us a kindness? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You might say, uh, you don't know. Uh, yeah, he was, he's, he's basically saying, we'll offer you these gifts, these yeah. types of gifts, um, yeah. uh, to like have proof that confirms this. Uh, what did he call it? The uh, conjecture, the Kruzik's, Kruzik's conjecture, or whatever. Be worth a great deal to several industries, as Lacombe is saying. He's like, well, if you, you know, would offer you a tribute for doing us kindness, Frank, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You might say, he's like, you don't know. And then Gage is like the good person, and he's like, you don't notice anything for rescuing you, just doing our job. 
So Julian tells him, like, you don't know, like, we offer these gifts for a kindness you have not yet done. Um, so this is where Mariah's, like, gifts, you know, the headphones Russell has on. Can you explain them to us? Whew, a lot of explaining here. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, mean, I like it. Like, I, I like it because I like where frequencies. it's sort of taking. It's just – it's a lot to dig into and more than we're used to for the, the – really the series of, of books, yeah. not this – not just Plunge, but, you know – um, so he's Julian is saying souls resonate their own frequency, like sound or light. We've provided Russell with an instrument for tuning into such wavelengths so he may perceive human thought. So again, they t- test Russell and she's like, I'm thinking of a city. Can you says Edinburgh where the sky is the color of ghosts in November? You didn't believe in ghosts this morning, but you aren't so sure now. Oh, God help me, Mariah. Yeah, God. <laughs> like, back into that. like you said, like just yeah. ends everything. Like, oh my God. Help me. <laughs> um, but like that whole like these people like that they're on this island and they've created like a device and, and it's actually like I don't know what they use to create this device maybe you know obviously pieces of the boat uh, the derlith and everything to make this device that uses that can see frequencies of the soul or even like yeah. brain waves then then you can put on headphones and you can just like it it pulls in brain waves so you can hear them and everything like I think what. Mm-hmm. Like there's something obviously there's something else going on here, but it's like that that's yeah. nuts, man. <laughs> they could, you know, just get receiving brain waves or from from the soul, basically, you know, soul yeah. waves. I don't know how you describe it, but that's that's crazy, and yeah. how and the damage it's doing to him by receiving that and getting those messages. And I mean, they even yeah. engage even demands that they take it off and they take it off of him, and his head just sinks down. Yeah. As soon as they pull the, those headphones off, he's just brainless. He's not even there anymore. Yeah. He slumps over. Yeah. This is like eyes open, but yeah. They feel really bad uh, for the guy. Yeah. So this is where he pulls out this, yeah, this tube. Um, and he's like, what is it? Uh, an oil small amount here could power the entire state of California for 1,100 years. It contains enough power to detonate like a warhead and burn for a and millennium. Again, you can they got- confirm that aboard McReady, I'm sure. And again, they're like people abandoned on this island and they have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the freaking yeah. hell? It's like, well, where is even if this this is this, these worms like it's got to just be alien life forms that are much more advanced or something. And I, I, that's where I'm like, where is this going? Why are they living? It's already gone in a direction here that I was not expecting. But now where's it really going? Yeah, uh, which is cool. But we'll, we'll talk about it more when we're done. <laughs> so he's like, well, Lacombe is like, there's no substance, even uranium. And so Mariah's like. We've had frankincense and myrrh, so is Bill holding the gold? And Julian says, the ingot, the ingot? Is that what it's called? Ingot, what yeah. Ingot. Like, yes, let me show you. May I borrow a few of your men, Captain? So they go out, and it's this, you know, these group of people, and Bill's one of them. He's holding this thing. They're like, what do you want? He's like, show them. He's like, no, it's mine. The, one of the shipmates, the one that has the hook that's threatening to cut off Clark's hand, he's like, show them. He's like, no, it's mine. If I show them, they'll try and take it away. And this shipmate says yes, and then slices Bill's hand. Yeah, he takes the hook and slices it. And then you have, yeah. like, the three other people out there, and they're just yeah. like the seagulls in Finding Nemo, and they're like, mine? Yeah. Mine? <laughs> mine? They, I, I, they see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And they, mine, 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 mine. Uh, they don't show what it is, but they no. see it. And mm-hmm. you don't actually see it on panel, but they see it, nope. and they want it. 
And so they just yeah. go right after him. And everybody else around there doesn't see it. But like, holy freaking crap, would they like yeah, control your people? What the hell is going on here? Yeah, like, what did he drop? What was he holding? And they're like, trust me, Clark Carpenter, sometimes it's better not to see. And then you see Bill and all these other people start turning into fucking, I mean, talking zombie apocalypse type type survival mm-hmm. like just biting into each other's necks and ripping their fucking eyes and faces open and they're right. screaming Screaming like bill bill because yeah. that, that's our partner that's you know mm-hmm. they they work together they're both there together mm-hmm. and yeah and they're just like everybody's just freaking out like what the hell's freaking happening yeah. here um it, one of these shipmates it's like because they're like we have to stop this and it it holds up this like shovel whatever thing to gauge and it's like you know, are you really going to try to stop me here with your little pointy stick? And oh, yeah. Julian's like, he's not threatening you. He's protecting you. If you see it, you'll be like them. And then you have Clark saying, don't do it, Gage. Look at him. You don't want to go anywhere near that. And mm-hmm. yeah, you just see that they're ripping each other's faces apart. Bill cracks the, uh, this oh, one, snap. the one hand of the guy who is ripping at Bill's face, he's missing a fucking finger. And Bill like cracks oh, yeah. that dude's neck, I guess. And then you, the last panel we have is Bill with his eyeball hanging out and blood coming out of his mouth with his fist closed on whatever it is saying it's mine. And then to be continued. Yeah. Um, and it's how like, the, what? How's the one guy on the ground go down though? You don't even see how he goes down, but he's down. The other guy's um, up with his neck just splurting out blood. And then Bill cracks that guy's neck. And then Bill's the last one standing with his eye just hanging out. It's my so on on the last page, the guy that's already on the ground with his like kind of hand up. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that you see Bill with his out. hands around his throat in out. the page before. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then the other one. Yeah. So they kind of swapped who they were fighting against, I guess. But like, uh, uh, I guess the two survivors of those two attacks are the ones. Yes. They've gone up to each other. So I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, what do we have? The gifts that we have so far are being able to read thoughts and get mm-hmm. in that frequency and also uh, this substance that can power an entire state for 1100 years or, you know, a whole country or whatever for, you know, divide that time up. Um, and then what do you think this third thing is? It's, I mean, I, it's like enough to drive people gold. insane. Gold, greed. I mean, you're talking like what? Frank? What? What? What was it? It was. And Jesus, I'm I'm not that much of a religious person. D- gold, frankincense, and myrrh were the three. Um, so then they call it. The, is this? Is that the gold? So I'm like, what is the gold though? Is it? Is it like? I don't know. It, maybe is it like? Uh, one of those weird spiritual, like the knowledge of all things, or like you know, knowledge of what a soul really is or what the purpose of human life is or one of those kind of, do you think it's one of those types of things or do you think it's something, I don't know, like eternal life or I, I don't know. What do you think? it? Do you think it's something like that or do you have any kind of clues? That And I just gave you kind of my overarching thought. I don't really don't, haven't settled on any of that. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Like what, do you have any sort of? I actually haven't really thought about it since, until now, especially when we're talking about like the connection between gold, frankincense, and myrrh. As I, it just seems to me that the gold would be whatever Bill has, because you're talking about everybody's just like right. mine, mine. You're talking just about greed. I mean, 
And gold yeah. is really actually not that valuable, but it is to us for some reason. Yeah. And well, and she think, says Mariah says that to Julian too. So it's like, so is is that the gold? And he's like, yes, the end god has it. So it's like, yeah, no, no, it actually, it actually, it actually makes freaking sense here because I mean frankincense. I mean frankincense is a perfume. I mean, you're talking about something that just wafts into the air. And yeah. so you're talking about souls and like it's soul frequency from souls. And he's got what he's got in his tube is an oil, which mm-hmm. is myrrh. Myrrh yeah. is an oil. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that it that makes absolute sense when you're talking about those three things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Make sense to me. I don't think there's anybody yeah. else. So, so then what does the gold translate to? Like when you actually see it, you know, that's where it's like, yeah, well, exactly. It would be what something exactly solid, something bright. Oh, uh, so, or something shiny. actually real value you know like in a universe in a non-personal non-religious sort of way but something that like um that goes beyond the understanding of what value really would be maybe it's just the understanding of that or something and it's just this unattainable sort of um something know. that we all want and we're just not thinking about <laughs> yeah you, you see it and like oh shit i am going about to like um, somebody's into somebody's neck because of this yeah well you think about like um ark of the covenant and so like in indiana jones biblical ark of the covenant they translated that in indiana jones uh raiders of the lost ark mm-hmm. like you know when it opens and they see it they like literally just start melting it yep. just re- it turns into absolute chaos and death and like so is it something like that you know <laughs> do they give them this gift of like if you see it you're you know you're gonna go nuts over it and it's gonna result in death uh in a different yeah. kind of way than the movie but like is it something like that like this is god or whatever <laughs> you know i don't know just i'm curious going. to see what it is man i obviously i mean i i i love this book so far um, these theory issues and I love the art obviously and it's it's taken a cool turn that I was not expecting with not these derelict crew uh, <laughs> I just did not expect like conversational expositional uh, jokey in some in frames like type of tribal beings <laughs> and it's like a mixture of zombies and like I don't know, Mr. Mind and Dr. Savannah or something. You know, it's like a, it's a weird. Cognitive zombies. Like they're right. just like, yeah, they're yeah. there, they're dead. And they're like, hey, what's up guys? Yeah. We got stuff for you. Yeah. Um, they're but, clearly taken over by whatever worm slash infection that we saw in the first issue that, that he talked about here. I'm so, trying to see if there's know, any, any signs of what it is. There's a rock flying through the air there. I don't know, man. But I think it, it, it absolutely just makes sense. The whole connection between the, the. The, you know the 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 myrrh and frankincense and gold thing because i mean you literally have oil which is what yeah. myrrh is it's an anointing oil and uh, i mean gold is a very you know material thing but that, it, it, it it actually if you think about gold we think of it as valuable but it's also like currency yeah so exactly. you could sell or you could buy and sell so it's again mine. maybe it's a I don't know. And we talked about the frequency of the soul with frankincense. Maybe the gold is the is the soul. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. I mean, it could be the other way. It's but I mean, frankincense, you, sell, you know, it makes sense to me as far as like you know that like your soul and like the your brain waves or whatever like that. Just it's wafting through the air. It's like a you know like a it's like a perfume. 
yeah. that you just send out there and that allows this person to actually hear it and, yeah you your know. essence or yeah, uh, whatever your, yeah your essence yeah. whatever yeah man i mean I, and i was exactly exactly like like you said when when they just came out and started talking and hey i'm julian i was like what i was not expecting that especially yeah. when the, the end of the last one though they were so like creepily reaching out like they were just like yeah, I don't yeah know. they were creeping around in the bushes and stuff yeah yeah they were pulling themselves out of that hole you mm-hmm. know they're like p- pulling themselves and out to see russell and and then they're just like hey what's up man what's up russell yeah it's like oh well, they did talk about here it's like in the caves it's written we found mm-hmm. it i feel like that's where they're going we're gonna go into yeah. the caves and, and kind of see what maybe not though again i was not expecting it to take this twist so it's i mean it i mean it's got to be alien because look at where they are they're at at a crater that island was created by a meteor you know that it it was pushed up by a meteor that hit yeah. you know one of the largest meteors on the planet oh well, yeah well then yeah clearly. so I, I wasn't yeah. thinking about that i didn't remember that being the part but you're right that's yeah that's that's how it was created that island was created um and you get all this mathematical stuff going on they've solved pi they get all this stuff going on and everything they have all this technology but they still live in a freaking tent Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they could, they could be living much better than they are right now, but they're not, they don't freaking care. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the, there little tiny worms going on everywhere and it's just like, it, it's gotta be an alien thing. It's gotta be. Yeah. Like the, like, like the worms are a piece of like a hive mind that goes out to sort of mm-hmm. possess the bodies basically. They're, yep. they're being controlled from down in the cave, I guess, wherever these, this entity or entities are being uh where, where they're holding like holding up or where like taking refuge or whatever operating yeah. from kind of thing to like sort of lure more back down in there and maybe everyone that gets lured in there i don't know gets an orange suit or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> they're part of the cult now um yeah. but i know i i really really enjoyed it i really did i mean i thought it was um uh creepy but not it, it did a good job of making you feel comfortable with them for a certain amount of time. And then it goes back into, Oh no, this is creepy. <laughs> like it's no, yeah. something creepy is going on here. They're not friendly ghosts or zombies. Like there's obviously something creepy going on. So they, they kind of do like feel, a little whiplash there. You feel really bad for Russell. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, the character work is so again, the character work is so well done on this yeah. book he, he did a it really is. good job with that um yeah like i said i wasn't expecting them to just come out and say hey what's up guys uh, and yeah it's um yeah very good very good mm-hmm. great character yeah. work the art is freaking fantastic uh, i can't wait to see what happens next on yeah, this i can't either man yeah learning the details about the dollhouse uh throughout this book has made the cover that much more disturbing. Absolutely. <laughs> With well, the uh, all melting. Got a ball full of chips here. Yep. Oh, the not red velvet cake. Or yeah. red velvet pudding. <laughs> uh, or red Looks meat. Looks delicious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dude. Um, this one is a little bit more straightforward, I feel like. Um, and. Um, hold on one second. I'm sorry. Hold on. Yep. I'm sorry, my wife had a question. No, no worries, man. All good. All right. Cool. Um, Ready to go. 
Yeah, this this is a little bit more, I feel like, of a straightforward issue. Uh, and it, it the one thing that I don't I don't discredit it for, but that it does that I, I was kind of like, OK, like, I guess I, I see kind of why you're doing this. But like some of it, you didn't necessarily have to sort of explain. It's things that like one of us or both of us had picked up on and kind of talked about and like usually me i'm usually the one that's like oh okay i didn't see that before but i get it now which is where i'm kind of like i can't understand why they're giving you some of the explanations of you know the culmination of how the dollhouse works uh that Mm -hmm. we kind of figured out but it uses that to then sort of i guess use it in the narrative in a way that like i'm like okay so it wasn't just like a Scooby-Doo kind of, that's eh, right, I robbed the bank, and then I used the Benny to buy this ghost costume, which I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids or whatever. Like, it doesn't do that. Like, it, it, it I think it still wraps it up in a smart way. But um, we can uh, we can dive in. Let's see. Well, the credits page, the Dollhouse family, number six, the final issue for now. Mm. Uh, we'll see. I uh, hope I hope not, but I think it is. Um, I think it's so. written by Mr. Carey, no Mr. Carey. Uh, layouts mm-hmm. by Peter Gross, finishes by Vince Locke, colors by Chris Peter, letters by Todd Klein, cover by Jessica Dalva, variant cover by uh, Jay Anacleto and Ivan Nunez. And like you said before, worth noting the editors, Chris Conroy, because <laughs> they do a good job on these books. I don't think I said it on the last one, but, um, I, you know, I get what you're saying though, but the thing is that, uh, we're here like reading this how many times, you know, like uh, it's is- like we, I mean, I've read this probably, geez, I mean, I read it one time, then I write my review and then I probably read it two more times and then, you know, just uh, to, you know, go on with you and all that. And yeah. um, I think a lot of those explanations need to be made for somebody that's just going to read it right through. That's, that's true. Not, I mean, yeah, no, that's very true. You're right. We're, You're right. We're, sitting here, we're sitting here analyzing the crap out of it. Like yeah. we absolutely went like, especially yeah. the two of us where that we've, we've loved this book. Yeah. The two of us and have freaking love this book. And how many yeah. times have we read it? And we're, we're analyzing the freaking crap out yeah. of it. Somebody might Generally, else Generally, unless I note otherwise, if we're if I'm talking about a book on this show, uh, it's the thir- this me talking about it on the show is at least the third time mm-hmm. going through the book. I've, I've usually read it twice, um, not necessarily right before we talk about it, but just when I get it, I'll read it and then I'll usually read it again in preparation. And then whenever right. we co- record, you know, that's the third sort of walkthrough. So, um, you know, decently prepared. But again, obviously things still kind of go over my head because I'll just find myself focusing on different aspects. So, oh, God, man, here we've got um, Jenny Una. bringing Una. Uh, yeah, Una into the house. And of course, the dollhouse family as proper and kind as they are come in and they're like, we're so happy to meet you. Una. Welcome to <laughs> sweet girl. You're new. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Black room takes its tithe. <laughs> Juna pipes in. I was like, God, or Jenny pipes in. I'm like, Oh God. Oh, just into the, Oh, the <laughs> pleasantries are over. Um, 
<laughs> and they're still trying to do it. They're like, well, it's customary to allow new arrivals to settle in this speech. Uh, the dollhouse can be quite disoriented. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you want to argue with a house seriously with cloaks? It's just like this complete, I love it from the beginning. Yeah. It's the polar opposite sort of attitudes of like, oh, again, pleasantries versus go fuck yourself. Like basically mentality. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like from the first you know, page, I'm just like, oh, God. Um, oh, these these people have been living in for how long in this one house, just being like perfectly happy because they've given whatever they needed to do to live in happiness for mm-hmm. their whole lives, for the rest of their life. You know, it, actually, they were at the end of their lives uh, right. when they went in here, but they've lived there for how long? You know, and just the, they've been perfectly happy and all that, and they're just they're living their best life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Jenny's just like fuck all of you. She's a yeah, ghost. Fuck yeah, go fuck yourself. And yeah. then Una's like, wait, you said you fixed my mom's legs. So she explains, yeah, I already did. Yeah. The house keeps its words. And you could have gotten your hand back, too, if you'd asked, you little fuckwit. <laughs> like, it could have all been in the same package. But it all turns out to be uh, fate, I guess, if you will, divine. Mm-hmm. So basically, she, like, throws Una down on the ground. She's like, kneel down there. Don't move. Not an inch. Like, right in front of this, you know, this, this crazy, like, black the, swirly The black door, room door, yeah. You know? So you start getting the voice of Cloax basically being like, you know, thank you for joining us. You know, you meet the other soon. But first you have something that's mine uh, and basically starts pulling this like essence out of her. It almost looks like tentacles at first, but it seems to be more of like an essence that's sort of being ripped it's out like, of her body. Like DNA or something. It's like, yeah, yeah it's almost it's- like it's part of DNA, uh, yeah. but it's going into this crazy black room and uh wrapping around this humanoid figure this cloax and yeah it goes yeah it goes right into the yeah i love the look of that too oh yeah i love it i, I mentioned it before um it's joshua simonson i yeah, think it's the artist yep. that it reminds me of like did like black river and uh of course the other names of the books are escaping me now but uh house is the other one uh, there's a couple more and jessica farm is the other couple that are they're all fantagraphics books but crazy art and crazy stories but it this is an awesome sort of semblance to that but um she like starts to like sizzle and of course you know the whole thing with jenny is she's like i'm here to do my job i'm possessed by yeah. whatever to do she, my fucking yeah, job she's, she asked her like she asked close is that enough and she's yeah. like no i need the mother too yeah. well i mean i'm pretty sure she's on her way because i pissed her the freaking hell off and yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be i grabbed her daughter and she's on her way now yeah mm-hmm. freaking and she's just leaning against the door like yeah i'm pretty sure she's on her way yeah. and she's yeah, i don't know what's taking her so long yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. so yeah. we cut back to um we cut back to God. I, I want to see this. I hate. I hate being like seeing comics and be like, oh, "I want to see this in the movie." But like, I don't know. This. I love the idea of like this like majestic cat that is like this all powerful, like a Salem for Sabrina, but like not necessarily like, like a jokey character, like a legitimately like like in here, like this cat, uh, which is not a cat. It's just the form that this being has taken uh, mm-hmm. is, is talking to um alice right that is alice that's the mother right that yes yep, yep. it's alice um and he's saying like but here's go ahead but he, he well the thing is he, he's just a cat <laughs> he's got no other powers other than that he's able to like project himself 
into another being and it like just right. so happens to be a cat for whatever reason it, it can only he work with anything else. else yeah outside of speaking he, i guess but he can he can talk but he can't do anything else like that's yeah. the only thing that he's got which mm -hmm. is great which and we find out later that he's able to be a cat yeah. and still destroy, destroy shit it's, yeah, but, it's kind, of know, a, kind of a fate again another sort of twist of fate there with but the no, way that things were yeah. narrowed no, down. There, there is a definitely a, a dichotomy for the way things played out here mm -hmm. um, that you see by the end. Um, so yeah, you, you learn that they, that he had this like this like spear that he had that was able to like to kill cloaks. And for you know the metal that it was made out of, he could actually destroy cloaks. And, and from the very the very first episode when we saw them crash into Earth, it it actually it actually like destroyed that sp that spear and spread that metal all throughout earth or he, it, i think it was just ireland actually because that's where they crashed down mm -hmm. and that's where they found those shards of glass and everything and the, the the shards of metal and um and where where um that uh that priest was able to put you know that he had that metal that he put in joseph's mouth and it burned him and all that kind of stuff and they made that's that right, knife yeah. out of yeah, they, so they <clears throat> so that was that kind of metal that was actually able to destroy this demon cloaks, um, and that's that. And uh, I see uh, he when he was actually they when they went to go crash into Earth, like he was actually going to f defeat her. He was actually this was it. He was actually this was the moment that was actually going to be able, be able to defeat her. But that the spear broke and it just broke throughout all Earth. And he the only thing that he could do was make like make the A Earth prison. just like a prison basically like build around them and uh cast a spell so she couldn't leave this cave however yeah. she was able to use her whatever she had to just like basically put him to sleep and and so he's just sedated and he's able to actually bring his like his his presence into a cat outside but she's actually she actually finds a way to actually bring herself out like piece by piece which is actually pretty brilliant i yeah. love the, the way she's able to do it it's pretty cool yeah. which was what <laughs> we talked about before where she has sex with uh what's his name joseph joseph, joseph. yeah and in, impregnates him with her essence so when he impregnates his wife like we said before it it, it passed that along with their child with his you know dna and their dna and it makes the child so this is like a tri uh, trifecta of a child here yeah um and it was uh, some of the de some of the demons demon substance went into the child and some of it into the afterbirth, which became the dollhouse. And then she lured against <sighs> descendants into the house one by one. But why? Because they're her descendants, too. So, again, you have that trifecta of this family. It's three different yeah. family members and, and one. Uh, each of so, the. Yeah, so the placenta, like, yeah, the placenta, the, the placenta is actually what turns into. Yeah the dollhouse and we did and, see it like, as like flesh before we were just kind of like wait yeah, what the fuck's yeah, going on here yeah yeah creepy and so, uh, but again, like, there's a little there's so there's like a little because she can't directly leave this cave with each generation there's a little bit of piece of her that comes out so mm -hmm. it's so it's like a it's like a waiting game it's just like all right so next generation and then they yeah. bring her in they bring that next generation into the dollhouse and now she's getting yeah gets that essence and she's slowly bringing herself out of the cave 
Um, and, yeah. and you actually get to see like the family here in this next scene where they're, they actually get to talk about, I, I don't even remember like Cordwainer's like, I don't even remember my life mm-hmm. before I came here. And she, he's actually talking to his own daughter and they both don't even remember each other, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't remember what happened before that. That's his own daughter. Right. Exactly. And in even going back before that, like the idea that the dollhouse is an avatar for what the rest of, I guess, cloaks, uh, like mm-hmm. the avatar that is out there collecting these pieces of DNA to finally get them all together with the mother being the last piece um, is just like, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was really smart, <laughs> like yeah. a really oh, cool yeah. way to tell the story. So Alice comes home and, you know, um, what and what's his name again? Uh, uh, I Which can't one? remember. Jake? Is it Jake? Yeah. It's Jake, yeah. Yeah, she comes home and he's like, how was it? And she's like, don't fucking ask. It's, you know, things are getting ugly. He's like, I know the cat told me. She's like, right, the, the cat, cat I was told. talking to an island. And there the cat is. And he's like, I'm wherever the I need cat to talks. Be. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, now I can kind of hear it being Salem from Sabrina. I'm like, I'm wherever <laughs> I need to be. And he's like filing his nails. Uh, and time, as I've already told you, is our enemy. Um, or is your enemy. It says, once Clux takes the part of the of you. Oh, sorry. Once Clux takes the, or Cloaks, whatever it is, I think it's, probably cloaks huh i'm um, not sure whatever it's Doesn't taking matter. the part of you that is here she will gestate not not for months in the manner of your kind but for a handful of hours you must be ready um so i like this interaction between jake and alice because he's like you notice i don't ask how the cat can talk i'm getting better <laughs> at this stuff she's like it's not a cat he's like and that's why i'm not asking <laughs> and he's digging through this box of um uh pete Dealey's things he's got a hammer and um they're just kind of having this this conversation of you know realizing that was her father those are her father's carpenter tools yeah and she's like how do i sew a you know how can i sew a pocket inside this jacket and he's like here my mom or mom my mom told me how to do this Uh, he said mom but uh it's it's this idea of she's like you're the real deal a renaissance man he's like i know pity we're in the dark ages it's just kind of this moment if they're like again giving you this idea of like fate destiny like it was yeah. meant, these people were meant to come together this way and again we'll deal with that later but like it's i don't know i like the way it all kind of comes together then especially in retrospect but uh well, i mean like first first of all i don't know why she needs pockets i don't actually get that in the end but also like it, the thing is too uh, we'll, we'll is that there. like well, I mean, okay. well, I mean, you maybe you've seen it. I just didn't. <laughs> I don't understand that. But also, the thing is, too, is like I'm I'm the dad. I'm a, I'm the sewer in the family. Like I, when I was a kid, I learned how to actually sew because I used to make puppets because <laughs> I was a nerd back in the day. Like when I was a little kid, I usually actually used to sew like puppets, like the Muppets and stuff, with my friend. And so, like now, like when the dog attacks a toy, it's dad. I know how to sew or when, so, you mm-hmm. know, when somebody rips like, you know, their pants or something, it's me fixing it and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, you know what? That's pretty cool. Jake know how, yeah. knows how to sew. It's daddy yeah. to the rescue for that kind of shit. You know, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, yeah, I had yeah. the uh, I had the the duty on tour of because uh, for some reason I had taken when I had watched it by mom sewing and, and like with the sewing machine and hand sewing that like my jeans and stuff on tour that would eventually get ripped up and torn stuff. I would sew 
like patches oh, and yeah. super poles or whatever. And it, I would always do like something at the time that I thought would looked really cool, like some weird like bandana or some kind of pattern underneath it, whatever. To the extent right. that the rest of the band was like, "Hey, my jeans got a hole. And can you can you sew them?" <laughs> <up?"> <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck, I guess." Uh, just it, <laughs> and it's like not pretty sewing. It's really rough looking. <laughs> if I, I don't think I have any pairs of those anymore anywhere, but if I find some, I'll, I'll let you know. But uh, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that the, I mean, it's still a little bit. Uh, Rocky, you could say, uh, when we get there, but the whole the, the holes, the pockets do. There's a purpose for that. I don't. You, you, we'll get I missed there. it. So, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about it because it's it's uh, one of the right. things of the issue that I'm like. Eh. But um, so she's like, okay, I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be. And they kind of lay out that like he can't go with her, and the cat is like, no, like you you cannot go for sure. Uh, he's going to use some kind of a, he can't, uh, he says my cantrip will cover us, but only as, yeah. so long as the cloaks does not look too closely. So I guess it's like a, uh, some, some kind, kind of, of speller. I don't know. That would shield them. Cantrip. So, um, Jake's like, bring her home, you know, and come back yourself. Um, yeah, so she does the little dollhouse phrase, the one by one, go down, be weighed, be weightless, come up only one. And she doesn't go into the house, but the house is there. And a she cantrip says, wow. is a a cantrip is a mischievous or playful act, a trick. Okay, hmm. huh? Interesting. Hmm. Well, okay. Right. Well, well, we'll get there because that maybe that'll right. clear some things up. Okay. Um, so she says that used to get me right to the front door, but the house is there, and says I came, didn't I? But I won't open for yeah. you, Alice. Not unless you. She's like, I know, I got a bag. That's why I'm here. Uh, she's like, let me be with her again and I'll, I'll stay with you. No questions asked, no conditions. Just let me come inside. It's like, well, all you had to do was ask and it sucks her back in. And then she's reunited with the dollhouse family and her daughter. And, um, I love it. And too, like, cause they're like, Oh, Alice, you know, they're like, they're they're so excited to see her. Oh mom, I love you. I love you. I love you. And she comes up and hugs her and I love you too, sweetheart. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're together now. And then just it's, Alice like, oh shit. Yeah. Just they're all look part at of the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said, they're all part of the same family. And so it's mm-hmm. like you get more of this idea that like that that's why they're all so happy to see each other, even if they don't have the memories, they feel this yep. there's this connection, which is kind of what that meant to me earlier when he was like, I know that like maybe we're meant to be here, or maybe we're all here. It doesn't mean we have to be happy, like, you know. Right. But yep. even if I can't remember the, you know, his daughter, I guess, is like, but doesn't this feel like home? So they just each have these weird sort of, I guess, connections to each other, even if they don't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I feel like that's a big part of them being so happy to just accept Una because she's part of them and accept Alice. And it's just yeah. like, I don't know, it's a cool it's a cool idea. But, yeah, going back to what you were saying about Jenny being like, oh, shit, look at this fucking thing. I would have fucking cried. Like, uh, it's just like, again bringing this polar opposite sort of tone to each scene and it's done so well and they even do that with them lettering it's a completely different look for lettering mm-hmm. uh uh and she's like that she's not part of the family too and that's why yeah. she's there she tried to get into the house she ain't part of the family which yeah. is why she is being tortured like this <laughs> yeah. you know it's why she's she is like they just like the uh the ghost that is now the i don't know like what we were saying last time the manager <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's, yeah, she's exactly. like the, you know, the, the, uh, the assistant manager basically, yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to control everybody. Yeah. She's yeah. like, oh, look at this shit. I think I'm going to cry. Not as loud as you though. So, uh, she's like, thanks a bunch cutie pie. All donations gratefully received. So her, uh, Alice's essence, I guess, starts being pulled out, whatever this is mm-hmm. back into this door. And that's done. And she's like, I'm fine, but we've got a lot of work to do. I'm talking to the whole family. Uh, you know, I think so. The thing I love about this, though, is she starts talking right in front of Alice. She starts going over the plan, not in front of Alice, right in front of Jenny. Alice starts talking about the plan right in front of Jenny. She's like, this is what we're going to do. I got this medal. This is going to hurt them and all that. And she's like, what the hell are you guys doing? I'm getting, you know, like, what do you think you're doing? (laughs) Dalen Giel or whatever. Your ancestor, every scrap of it he could find. So we need to refine yeah. it. We need to do it fast. So Ginny starts being like, what the fuck are you guys up to? I'm going to yeah, come check like, it out. You see her walking down the stairs as she's talking about it. Yeah, I love it. She's just like confidently walking down the stairs like, all right, I'm going to handle this. Like, yep. And Ginny, she's talking about it. She's like, yeah. she didn't even give a shit. And, and, and uh, Cordwain is like, what does the metal do? And here's the thing. Like, he should actually know what this metal does, but he doesn't mm-hmm. because he doesn't remember anything before. Yeah. Before this, he should actually know what the metal does. But he knows. Um, but, but he knows how to get it to where she's. He remembers that though. He he knows. Right. It's, yep. it's like the house has manipulated his brain to, to remember only forget the things that are important, which is the family aspect. Yep. Um. And mm-hmm. and like the things that might harm the house. So it's like he remembers. He's like, uh, we must leach the metal in an uh, uh, aqueous solution and then purify it by smelting. So he knows that much. So the house has well, just I manipulated the parts of their brains that it needs to just skim off. You know, to keep the house yeah. safe, pretty much. And exactly. That's, that's, yeah. Again, so smart, uh, because this is where again that pocket comes into play. Um, because okay. this is where she pulls the metal from is this pocket within the jacket. Um, oh, you're right. Okay, no, so then, all right. Yep. Yeah. And she's got and that's, more that's in there. What too. That whole detail was for. So she's got a, gotcha. a pocket full of this shit. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a Christian rock band in my uh, town, my region. Uh, called pocket full of rocks and that has a whole new meeting now um, oh. <laughs> <so> anyway <laughs> you're supposed to so, punch people in the chest with it that's what it punch <laughs> demons in the chest with your pocket full of rocks and it will defeat the devil because uh, that's sense now. and he's like what does the metal do she punches jenny as she's coming down the stairs and again that's what i love they're describing the plan right in front of jenny as she's casually walking down the stairs punches her in the chest and she's like, the you forget I'm a ghost, you dumb cow. You can't hurt me with, oh, fucking bastard shedding. <laughs> Just disappeared. She's like, it does that. I'm like, yes, I see. We had best begin. <laughs> Take off. Uh, uh, and I, I love it. I wish I wish I, they showed like part of her hand on the on the frame on the bottom left, like part of Alice's hand coming out to show that like she punched her and just left the rock in there. Because it almost like yeah. it almost looks like she just punched her and then took her fist out, but it like you know just like punch her and then just like open her fist and just lock inside yeah. her chest to just like you know and then like you could have a panel of it like then hitting the ground with like her yeah with the dust <laughs> or whatever around you know kind of glowing or something like yeah. that. But she's cool. like she's like ah did you forget I'm a ghost you dumb cow you can't hurt me with oh yeah fucking bastard <laughs> yeah. shitting. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It's just like, well, fucking any expletive. Uh, you know? <laughs> she just uh, goes out saying shitting. And yeah. I, her character's so good through the yeah. whole freaking thing. I love it. Uh, she was it's like, like, 
I I was I was actually like, no, come on, really? Oh, she's gone. Oh, I love her, and now yeah. she's gone. Um, but well, she's like the evil Ed from Night uh, Night Night Fright Night. She's like the evil Ed of like you know his buddy that gets possessed, even though they weren't buddies beforehand. But like that aspect of like the teenager that does the bidding of the big bad kind of thing. That's what mm. she reminds me of um, there. Uh, so then you get them, you know, forging basically this metal. Um, and this question of like, but if we were in the dollhouse, where are we going to go? She's like, I don't know, but there's going to be no dollhouse soon because cloaks won't need it. She's going to be re- reborn out of the black room. Um, and so this is where she explains that like, you know, they're like, this is not true. Silver, it melted too low a temperature, and it was shattered in the ancient battle uh, over islands six million years ago. Uh, it was made to kill demons. We just better hope there's enough. So when this is happening, you do see Una putting her, um, uh, her like, artificial, her replacement limb uh, hand. And in inside, the, yeah. Yeah, she dips it into the metal. Mm-hmm. Like, and... I didn't actually I didn't notice again, there are time going through. I noticed that she put her hand in the smoke. I wasn't noticing that she dipped it into the, into the, 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 the smolder or whatever until right now. But I, it's on, I just thought it was like the essence of it, like getting on her glove, but yeah, it's no, it's, she dips it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't put her hand behind her back. So she was planning this shit. It wasn't an accident. Cause in my mind, it was like kind of an accident sort of thing. Um, yeah. I, but no, when, she knew when she I wrote, when I wrote my review, I didn't notice that for our weird science DC. I didn't not, I didn't notice that at all, but I've noticed it after. And she, yeah, she's just like right in there, yep. right on the her back. Super freaking yep. smart. Yeah. What happens next isn't smart. And I don't know if you freaking like, I don't know if you thought this was stupid too, because they, they freaking, they just like sealed up the door with right. this stuff and i'm just like what is that gonna do because the entire house is cokes or coax or what do you want to call her right. and i'm just like what are you doing i knew this wasn't gonna be the solution for sure just because i'm like well right. this is literally no, the halfway point to the book this is where the staples right. are in the book yeah so i'm like okay clearly <laughs> this isn't the end uh the, but this I, don't is your, I don't have a mystical yeah. optical like you yeah, this is your stereotypical sort of like I cast a spell on the outside of the room that they cannot pass through, so they're stuck here in the walls. It's basically that, but with an actual physical metal. Yep. That they're trying to like put in any air holes that they could come out, like they're trying to soundproof the room or something, you know? And it's like, duh, we're doing it. We got every little nook and cranny. And then the house is like, I thought better of you. Uh, this entire house is, you know, flesh of my flesh, seed of my spirit. So why would I come and go by the door? And literally this crazy beast crashes through just the wall slash ceiling. And it's like, you stink of that cursed fucking metal all over you, but a growing girl needs nourishment and picks up Alice by the arm. And it's like, and if I squeeze the juice out of you, I'm sure that at least will be sweet. Um, Alice calls for Una and she's like, no, don't. And then of course, Coax is like, uh, all in good time, little one. Let me devour your da- damn. I, I don't really understand what. I mean, is that supposed to be like damn? I don't know. It's like it's like English, like British. You know, so I'm like I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced necessarily. First, and then a mother. That's what I'll say. And then mother. This is so. This is. But then it will be your. Go ahead. 
well that's like the 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 way she looks is the what that's how uh joseph died though mm-hmm. uh hold on that's that's the monster that we saw that that killed joseph a damn is it yeah. like and then the cat is fighting that monster too in its original form let me devour your damn first but damn is like damn is like literally like a dam as we like the dams that are being to like freaking collapsing right now in america maybe, maybe in minnesota like freaking right. all over the place maybe over maybe it. over there uh in our in the uk it, it, it also has that other meeting I, I don't know. but it says uh basically let me devour your mother first and then it will be your and una's just like shut up stupid thing shut up and like scratches her whole face open with her hand who's which is covered in this yeah. silver she's like let mm-hmm. her go uh screams it at her and you know coaxes starts screaming herself and releases alice she's like your hand your hand is silvered you hurt me you little piece of filth but there must be balance in all things here's your hurt and some besides and oh, then and you have it's so good yeah close up it. on the eye and it's like, hey, and then go ahead. Well, Alice ha- takes the gun that she got out of, out of Joseph's lockbox. Yeah. And she just points it right up to this freaking monster's cheek. Yeah. And she's like, enough. And like, it's and then, so freaking good. And then she just blasts it right in the side of the face. You see the eyeballs come out. Yeah. It's flying. like 3D, 3D, like, like wise, like, like in that kind of aspect, like it looks like it's coming right at the camera. Like, the <laughs> like, like yeah. yeah, coming right out. And, and it's again, like, I guess that's another where the, where the pockets come in, the hidden pockets come in for the, for the coat. Oh yeah. I know. And yeah. Again, with the gun. Yeah. yeah. And again, they, don't, they didn't spell it out for you, you know, and you know, that's fine. That was one of the things I was going to kind of point out was it's like, well, they don't really spell it out, but they did with the metal. You see it, but here with the gun, you didn't see it. That's fine. She um, takes the gun, blast the face off. Yeah. And, and then like, so it's like you moat, you speck, you meaning it's little. And then you see outside of the dollhouse. Cause the dollhouse is still a freaking dollhouse and it's still yeah. in their freaking kitchen. Yeah. And you have, the, the freaking cat. cat and it's the cat's like now and oh, then freaking jake he takes <laughs> he we didn't takes talk the about tools. that the spike the spike and the hammer yeah he takes he pulled the that tools out earlier from her her father's toolbox right the hammer and yeah. the spike and he splits the dollhouse right in half and then the freaking cat pulls cloaks yeah. out of the dollhouse and just shreds it not even like that a, like look at, okay so look at let's look at the progression of it i mean it is that it is down. i don't mean to like say that it is that but he cracks you actually see the dollhouse break literally in half and you see mm-hmm. cloaks and the dollhouse family little tiny yeah people they're falling out like the they're falling. Just like, you see the monster cloaks and the cat jumps down into the house in the middle mm-hmm. of everything and just starts ripping this fucking thing apart and it's paw, like paw down on the on yeah. like the first face and then takes the yeah. top and just rips it like somebody like, knew <sighs> cats somebody knew how cats do yep. things yep. Uh, this and is very familiar to me uh and you see <laughs> so, <laughs> but you see like Peter knew what was going on uh, around the whole thing though you see furniture falling you see the the dollhouse family yeah. falling down you see even like alice, alice holding yeah. her daughter on the floor just yeah. co- you know covering her up from all the damage that's happening yeah. like dude like i was like holy shit <laughs> like yeah. this and is then you have, i didn't notice this panel actually before either but you have jake from like third person view behind jake you see him looking at the cat in the middle of yeah. it 
where like it looks like blood flying everywhere chewing up this thing and it's like you hear this like <laughs> just like chaos mangling of this cloaks yeah so you cat. see it from his vision from the cat being little yeah. and the house being little but then you see it from the other end yeah. where they're looking at this huge ass cat yeah that is just like destroyed yeah. this freaking huge this monster to them yeah. and the know? little girl in the dollhouse family is like how wonderful well-moused puss <laughs> my god god They're, and even alice is like don't look baby and una's like i want to look oh my god yeah that's a cute kitty cat oh, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like the like steven look even like the, the you know the the illustration of the cat of him looking down so good. at alice and it's yeah great awesome and it's fantastic awesome. this cat i mean um it just the art in general is is magnificent but like so then you have alice talking to the cat which there of course you got to remember alice and Nuna are very tiny cat is real life-sized um and the house has now turned into flesh basically it looks yeah. like it's, it's like it's melted into the afterbirth or the placenta mm -hmm. or whatever uh and it's like it's over then and the cat's like it's over and you left the kill for me thank you she's like you're welcome what now so then you have more narration now by the cat. That's that he's not speaking this. He's it's more of like you're in his mind or its mind rather. Yeah. It says, well, I mean, uh, it makes it, sense like to him, like it just like so he came to destroy this thing, this mm -hmm. this creature. And to him it like it just makes sense to just like his by what he does and his mission and all that, what he needs to do, what he's supposed to do is just destroy this world. And pretend yeah. it even existed. It's like he just he just set like just destroy it, set flame to it, just destroy it, right? But he can't because yeah. of these people that helped him and do this. Because I mean, you're talking about all this time that that it took millions and millions of years that that cloaks like methodically tried to escape, and he mm -hmm. was in this cave that he he trapped her in, and he was laying there, and then these people helped him the, all he could do is become the descendants a of this yeah the descendants of this enemy of cloaks yeah exactly yeah. and all he could do is just become a cat there's nothing else that he could do he could just talk he could like you know send messages and stuff like that and walk around you know just be the small animal mm -hmm. and she was able and she was willing to be patient and just kind of you know slowly pull herself out until she could get out and these people actually helped him and there was no way that he could actually just destroy this world. So we decided to actually just, like fix the timeline to make mm -hmm. it so that they lived the lives that they were they should have had before this all happened. But also by yeah. not having the effect the next generation, you know, because, yeah. you know, so like yeah. because obviously, as we know, with, you know, <laughs> dealing with the flash and all that kind of stuff or yeah. butterfly effect and all that kind of stuff yeah. you know like it, things are going to be weird when you when you change stuff but like they, so each generation was able to just live the lives that they should have had without this whole thing going on yeah and then still have the ne next next yeah. generation be alive or, or same make, with Una. make the same basically it seems like there's more of a sense of control of timeline here which is what i like yeah. about it because mm -hmm. it, you don't have necessarily, at least in my mind, you don't have the paradox of like, well, I went back and changed time and now things have fallen in these places. And I didn't, this is more of like overseeing time to say, okay, I can't kill them because they've helped me. There clearly is good. They've overcome whatever aspect of this evil 
in their DNA is. And right. we've now destroyed it. They helped me destroy it, and I got the satisfaction of killing it. That was my job. That's what I was made for. So I can't mm-hmm. destroy them. Here's what I can do. I'm a cosmic being. I was present in all of the panels that you saw the people succumbing to the dollhouse. Like the cat was there. You actually pointed that out to me. I don't think I even noticed that before in the first, second, or what, uh, whichever issue it was. I, I don't remember, but it was actually later than that. But I think it was the third. Something that like happened. that. Yeah. I think it was the third. Yeah, like yeah. almost there manipulating that too to be like, if they all go in the dollhouse, there's a chance I can get someone to crack that dollhouse open and I can eat that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like that, that <laughs> right. precedent is there as well. That like there's a yeah. sense of control on, on this being's end. But um, then to say, okay, I have control of time in, in a more in, in a more controlled way to say <clears throat> all of these events are going to happen the way that they happened minus the, the uh, cloak's DNA. It's all going to happen that way. You all go back to your timelines, but the cloak's DNA doesn't happen except, except for Una. Um, yeah. She, you know, it, it touched her, blessed her. I can't remove that blessing. Like she dipped her hand in there. Um, I can't change her, change her back to what she was. So that's what he says. Like I changed everything at least until I get to the child. Stalin Gill touched her, blessed her. I cannot remove that blessing. I can't change her back to what she was. Uh, there are more demons in her future. More blood, more battle, more glorious slaughter. I can't yeah. wait to teach her. And you see, it's yeah. this ba- it's big splash page of the baby, like newborn baby, but the hand has the the Stalin Gill or Stalin Gill, like as part of the hand already. And I was just like that last line. I can't wait to teach her. I was like, that's where I have to get more. I need, <laughs> I need that adventure. I need that book. Where it's like this cat, again, this like all like knowing teacher of a cat, a cosmic being teaching Una, like, you know what I mean? Demon Slayer or whatever. Like, dude, ugh, don't leave it to my imagination. Give it to me. <laughs> you know? That's, but at the same time, this is such a great end for this. If this is the end of this book, you know, it's such a great closing and like. It, it just leaves a lot for the imagination, but like, talk about well, I think killer I mean, man. Well, talk about straight killer. Absolutely, the, the entire thing was killer. But I mean, he's free now. I mean, he's gone yeah. back to his other. He's not a cat anymore. He's gone. I mean, you're talking. He's fixed the timeline. He's all all this other stuff. He's going back to doing what he usually does. Um, but obviously, he still needs to teach her stuff because now he she is somebody that is just born to fight the things that he was born to fight you know so he's not the cat anymore but now he's got somebody it's it like almost like uh like you know somebody's like freaking green lantern or something like she's the protector of this earth yeah. basically yeah. from these things you know and now you know so um but i think just i i don't know if i want that though just end it to like end it right here you know just yeah. like it's the I mean, perfect ending right. kind of kind of like just use her imagination and all that yeah. stuff but it, it was like it, it was another and just another every single issue of this and i've said it a million times every single issue just took you where you did not expect to go every right. single one and like i mean who would have thought they would have been blown up by a terrorist on a bus when you first start right. read, reading it like who would you have thought like this ending 
when you start reading it, that it would end up like this or any, any, every single issue. There's only six and every single issue took to a place that you did not expect. And they were all awesome. It was all awesome. You never ended an issue yeah. saying, well, that that's bullshit. You were like, holy shit, this is freaking amazing. I can't wait for the next one. And, you know, it was it's so well done. The art was great. And I'm just like, you know, I, I just awesome, man. Awesome. And I, I yeah. love I, I, and especially this one where you you've got because we saw early on where Joseph Kent got eaten by this huge ass monster monster with all these eyes and everything with cloaks like in her true form. And this one, she just terrorizes everybody. You saw her in one frame, I think, before this. And this one, she just terrorizes everybody through the whole freaking thing. I mean, she's scary, man. Look at those eyes, all those oh, eyes yeah. and teeth. And they, and they even said something about the more teeth, the better or something like that earlier. Right. You know, it's like, oh, Jesus freaking Christ. Yeah. Like, you want to go up against this thing? No. <laughs> freaking no. <laughs> but I, but the thing is, like, but the, it's a freaking dollhouse. And, and freaking Jake is just like, you know what? Hammer. Freaking spike right through the middle. And the cat just, like, rips it apart. Awesome. Yeah. Loved and it. Amazing. So good. So good. Fucking amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic, man. Oh, God. It's, uh, I mean, uh, I'm going to miss this book. I'll tell you that much. Um, if it's not coming back, um, and maybe you're right. Maybe it shouldn't, maybe we should end it. Uh, as, uh, Bill Murray says in the classic space jam, I'm going to go out untied, undefeated. I got to get out of here and ice my knees. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe this is the way to go, you know, just end it on a good note. And, uh, unless something is planned, that is just as good, <laughs> yeah. you know, or yeah, just as crazy uh, and like, yeah. But it's like at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, I don't, you know, don't go and incorporate this into the DC universe. Just keep it contained, you know, maybe tell a cool story down the line, surprise everybody in a few years and bring this story back, you know. Yeah. But they kind of set the precedent of being like, we skipped through time a lot during these six books. So maybe we could skip through time again and go to her teenage or adult year. You know what I mean? Like, Something, yeah, yeah. kind of set that up. But, you know, who knows again? I'm totally happy with what we've got if they don't have a follow-up, but it really all depends on how the book has been selling. And I, I don't really know. I have no idea. So yeah, I mean, neither. And it's, they don't even put this on on digital. Did you know this? Notice that? Wait, really? It's not even on digital. And that, that's one of the things where or anything I, I, I think it's on comiXology, but the thing, but it's not on DC, DC's app. It's not on DC Universe, really? No, That's not on. Well, not on DC Universe. Not on. It's on their like their usual DC, where you get to buy like the latest comics, which is it's basically just through comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just brings it down to just what they have. I, so I guess you can get Hill House on Comicsology, but on the DC Comics app, it's not on there. Which is why I got so confused with Daphne Byrne, because like you know, oh, Daphne Byrne's coming out this week, so I need to do a review. Well, wait, it's not out. It, it never came out. And like, uh, what do I do? When do I publish my review if it's not out? Because I have no stores that are open. I have no physical copy. There is no digital copy that I can see. But apparently it was published on Comixology, which I don't deal with because hmm. I don't read anything, anything else other than DC. You know, so I was like, oh, what the hell, man? It, it's really weird. Yeah. I, I don't know why DC wouldn't publish the Hill House stuff. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, and Comixology, I mean, I have their Comixology Unlimited 
um, there's DC stuff on there and Marvel, but there's a lot of independent stuff on there too that I'll find and then go buy. Like a lot of what I was talking mm-hmm. about, the Joshua Simmons, Simmons, whatever. I can never remember his fucking name. Um, I found a lot of that through there. Ended up buying it. Um, but there's a lot of horror stuff, like old school. I'm talking cool. pre-code collections and shit like that, that like is really hard to find in person. And it's not the same to read it on digital, but it's like to be made aware of it. That's one thing. It's like, well, now I can go out and seek it out. Uh, it, it's a cool tool in that way. And just, you know, reading some of those things as well. But um, yeah, it's weird that they would not be trying to market these things. And they don't seem to be trying to do that from the beginning, really. They haven't really been pushing this, uh, which is weird. Um, not really advertising it, you know? I don't know yeah. why they wouldn't want to, because it's like, don't you want the books to sell, or is it just a tax write-off, or, you know, who knows? <laughs> who the fuck knows? And for it's me, a, um, you know, they're coming out, and I'm buying them, so I, 